What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, March 8th. 2018, and you guys are listening to episode 347. Uh, I am doing this podcast right now from my beautiful hotel room here in uh, Vancouver on a rainy, rainy Canadian evening. Uh, no, it's it's been raining all day, but uh, hey, I can't complain. My wife told me they had 15 inches of snow the morning I flew out of there, and I found out that my daughter has strep throat, so I feel like a piece of shit because I am in some beautiful, luxurious uh, luxurious hotel here in Vancouver, and my wife is dealing with a shit storm and uh, a sick baby. But hey, listen, timing worked out in my favor. I can't feel bad, but I do. Um uh, also, if you notice, uh, the listening quality on this is a little different than usual, uh, and I'll get into why uh, pretty soon. I'm a little fucking annoyed by that, but I am doing this from my new iPhone, and it does sound uh, as good as it can, but you will have an entertainment, entertaining one because I am able to now pace around as I do this, and um, actually, I'm probably going to sit down, but... Uh, It'd be funny if you guys just half hour, 40 minutes in, I just gasping for air, just like, yeah, can't fucking do this anymore. But uh, a lot of stuff to talk about, everybody, like uh, my trip here to Vancouver, uh, the Academy Awards, like to talk about that shitstorm that I saw for only about 15 minutes, Uh, thank God, and um, what else? Uh, My Unacceptable, your guys Unacceptable, got a couple of movies I saw. Um, I saw I, I, that I'll definitely talk to you guys about, um, or one, one actually in particular, cause I've been talking about a lot of movies. So a lot of stuff to talk about guys. Okay. Uh, so I'll get into the sponsorship, uh, of course. And you guys, I'm, uh, excited that people are, uh, talking to me about chassis. I hope you guys are, uh, taking advantage of the, uh, amazing promotion guys, uh, chassis sponsoring. The Verzi Effect podcast uh, chassis is an amazing uh, premium body powder for your man parts. That's right. It is ball powder, guys, and it is the best on the market. They have an amazing HydroShield technology, which protects you all day from chafing, sweat, odor down there. Okay, um, you put this stuff on. I love it. It's an amazing product, and it has no talc, no parabens, no aluminum. Okay, no menthol, nothing. It is natural. It works. It will keep you dry down there. Your balls will smell great. It is incredible. Uh, chassis is spelled C H A S S I S. Okay, it is your man care for down there. Look no further. As I said before, uh, with this product, the ball game is over. It is um, the best. And if you guys want to get your bottle of chassis, you can do that. And you could go specifically, strictly for Verzi Effect listeners only. Go to chassisformen.com slash Verzi. You will see a picture of me smiling at you. And just know when you see that picture of my mug smiling at you. Just know that that's the smile of me looking at somebody that I know is going to have as pristine balls and nutsack as I do, okay? So please go to chassis, C-H-A-S-S-I-S, 
formen.com slash Verzi, and you will love this product. It will make you, I'm telling you, it'll keep you dry. It smells good. They have amazing products too, other products that you can get, like um, their Extreme Cream and their uh, Shower Primer, and it's just awesome. It's uh, blowing up all over the place. Check it out. Chassis for Men. Dot com slash Verzi. All Things Comedy, guys. Go to All Things Comedy for your favorite podcasts, comedy content. Um, they're getting into specials. They did mine. They're doing other specials coming up in the next year or so. And uh, they are just great. You guys will love that stuff. You could follow them at allthingscomedy.com and follow them at All Things Comedy and City Living Dog and Coach Mike. Check out City Living Dog. Check out his um, YouTube channel. Check out um, City Living Dog's uh, Facebook Live videos. Check out what Coach Mike does. He crushes it. He's one of the best dog trainers in the country. And uh, he will help you reach out and tell him the Verzi effect sent you. Now, I am doing this podcast, okay, from my iPhone in Vancouver for one reason and one reason only. My microphone was taken at JFK, okay, at about fucking 5.30 in the fucking morning, all right, because I, uh, all I had, and this was like my easy travel, Okay, and when I say my easy travel, I'm only in Canada for two days this week. Okay, so you know what I took? I took a pair of jeans, a couple of shirts, you know, the, 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 the essentials you need for two fucking days, and I was able to do it. I put it in my new backpack. I'm like, this is going to be great. Then I'm like, should I bring my equipment? Yeah, this, this backpack that I have has a nice holder for the laptop. I'll put in the you know, I'll be able to put in the microphone and the wire and boom, I'll just do it. It's easy. It's a light thing. I don't have to take my big carry on, my pull thing and all that shit, right? So I have a 6 a.m. flight. I find out that 18 inches of snow is coming. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I get picked up at 3.30 in the morning from the driver. Okay, I had a great conversation with him. So even though the card that I paid with takes care of the tip, he, I ended up having a nice conversation with this driver, and now I feel like shit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I put the made sure you got the percentage, the 20%. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, we don't really get to 20%. They take 8%, but it's all good. And then he put his head down. What the fuck am I going to do? All right, so you know what I did? I pulled out cash on my wallet, and I fucking overtipped. That's what I did, okay? So I get there thinking this is going to be easy. I'm going to sit on the fucking plane, and I'm going to try to sleep and all this stuff. And as my bag is going through security... Which I'm thinking, oh, this is quick, easy. Take my shoes off. I didn't even tie my shoelaces. I was like, this is going to be a nice, easy, relaxing one. The line wasn't long. And you know what happened? They take out my big microphone. I had a big microphone. It's like a big ball on a tripod. Okay, not, not huge, but big, like a softball size. Or maybe like a baseball size. Uh, and it's a circle. It's a ball. It's called a snowball mic. It's nice. And uh, she takes it out, connected to the tripod. And she's like, what's this? speaker and i go no it's actually a microphone she goes oh okay and she goes i'm gonna run it through again well i open my book bag and guess what's not in there this bitch just put it down somewhere put my bag through i'm thinking she put it back in she didn't put it back in okay i didn't see it the bins were empty by me i didn't see it i don't know what she did i think she walked back with it and put it down and now i'm out you know it was a lot of money okay and fucking it was sitting at jfk somewhere 
Okay. Is this a speak? No, it's a bomb, bitch. Yeah, it's a bomb. I, I pack bombs in the fucking bag that I'm going to go. Yeah, that's what I do. What do you think it is? It's, it looks like a speaker and a microphone. You know, what, what else could it be? Okay, I'm walking onto an airplane and I'm putting it through the scanner and it's one book bag. Okay, you know, what made, you get, what made me suspicious? A pair of boxer briefs and a fucking laptop? What do you think I'm going to do? So now I'm walking around fucking Vancouver all day in the rain. Going into Best Buy, going to this place, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna do this podcast on my iPhone, and I'm gonna figure this out. My, and my wife, you know, God, you know, God love her, but my wife's like, why don't you call the airport? That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have a bunch of fucking. These people are worried about terrorists. Okay, I'm gonna have a bunch of TSA. She thinks there's gonna be like a team of TSA agents looking for my fucking microphone. Like that's a priority, you know. And here's the other thing: if I did call up, if I did call up. Uh, John F. Kennedy Airport, and they did find it. I'm not driving down to Queens, or you know, where I'm not driving down near Brooklyn. I'm not. I'm not driving near there. I'm not driving down to the city to go there and get it. I drive enough. I have to take that trip. Other times I travel, I don't want to do it anymore. I really don't. I just so I'm gonna probably have to invest in another one. It sucks, and uh, you know. That could be an unacceptable. But I got another unacceptable for you people anyway. But it's just like I couldn't even – I don't understand, you know. I don't understand. It's like I, you took something out of my bag. You asked me what it was. I said, no, ma'am, it's not a speaker. It's a microphone. You saw that I wasn't suspicious. You saw that I wasn't worried about you taking it out. You saw that I was just exhausted and I was trying to do everything I can to, you know, do what you guys are telling me to do and go about my day and go about my business and get to my gate and you don't even put it back in and now I'm out. You know, it's just and listen, listen, granted, you have to do your job. They had to take it out because it is a big bulky looking thing. But once you figure it out and you look at it, put it back in the bag. You know, don't just have me assume. So I assumed that it was there and I'm I'm out my microphone which I've used for this podcast for many years. So there was some sentimental value, a little bit maybe. So that's it. Um, There you have it. I don't have a microphone. I'm doing it here. That's why it sounds like that. I know that was a long explanation, but, uh, you know, and on top of it, I didn't have a fucking, you know, I don't know what kind of lunatic brings an umbrella in his bag, in his backpack. I didn't expect that. So. The mall was close to here, so I start walking towards the mall, and it starts pouring on me, and I have my new Jordans on. So my new Jordans got rained on. I'm out of a microphone. I didn't even buy a microphone, and, uh, you know, so I just have to chalk it up till I got some exercise in cold, rainy Vancouver today. Moving on, everybody. Let's get to the unacceptable, which I had no intention of watching the Oscars, Okay. None whatsoever. I didn't want to watch the Oscars. Not a minute of it. I just, you know, I don't care about celebrities' fucking political points. I don't care about, oh, this is your statement. I didn't want to watch it. I didn't see all the movies. I saw that three billboards, which I thought was good until the ending. I didn't like the ending. So the way I looked at it, I was just, you know, didn't care to watch it. Like I'd rather watch Shark Tank, which I was watching. You know, I watch Shark Tank before uh, I watch the Academy Awards. But Shark Tank was over, and I was like, well, let me see 
what's going on with the awards because I know that there were comedians on there. So I wanted to, you know, they said Dave Chappelle was going to be there. So is Chappelle going to say something cool? Or, you know, I know Jimmy Kimmel hosted it. So let me just, you know, when you go to an award show, sometimes there's a moment or two. And here's what I saw. I saw a diversity piece they did that basically said, okay, because, you know, they know how I was raised and they know how, how my life was as a, as a straight white male. They, of course, you know, I grew up completely rich with everything in my favor and all that privilege. Of course, they, you know, of course that. But they literally did a piece where they were like, yeah, well, I grew up watching white guys that are relatable. Now they could do it with us. And I got no problem with that. But the way that it was presented and the way that they said it. Now, listen, granted, I understand that if you are, you know, an Indian kid or you are a Pakistani kid or you are an African-American kid and growing up, the majority of movies that you saw in America, okay, growing up happened to be, yes, white males. I'm not going to deny that. That's, that's a fact. That's, you know, that's who was making movies and, and that's who, you know, I get it. It was not that diverse. So if you want to, if you want to say things, but. To present it as if it's like, it was almost presented as like, fuck you, if you're a white male now, your time is done. And it's like, can't everybody just make movies? Can't, can't if a movie is made by a woman, that's awesome, great. If the movie is made by a Pakistani kid or, or a black kid or an Asian kid, you know, or whoever, can't it just be that? Instead, it was presented as like, yeah you know, it's fuck you. Like, and it was, I just really felt that I really did. And I know some people are going to listen to this, go, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Wow. 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 We had to deal with that too. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying you got to call shit out when you see shit, you know? And, and it was just, I mean, the whole fucking thing. And you know, it was just, it just seemed to me that it was all about like, you know, making, Making me feel bad, or like not me personally, but like making it like it's almost like uh, a fault that that's what movies were being made. Like that's all you can do is watch what they put out there. What the fuck? (laughs) You know, so I just felt like it was and then the whole, you know, Francis McDormand's thing was just like, you know. I mean, I don't want to, you know what, actually Burr has something brilliant on that, so I'm not even going to touch that, but like, yeah, it just seemed like, you know, I like Jimmy Kimmel, and I have nothing, um, you know, bad to say about that, but like, I understand maybe why the Oscars were, it just didn't seem, like they did something cool, and I'm glad that, uh, Jordan Peele won best screenplay for Get Out because I thought it was really clever. I thought it was really clever and I thought I really was thoroughly entertained with that movie. Um, I didn't see that part of the awards, but I know that that's what happened. But I just felt like, um, I don't know. I just felt like uh, I understood why it was low rated because I just, it just didn't seem, you know, maybe it's because of the movies, you know, and then this one movie that won everything was called The Shape of Water. And it's about some chick falls in love with like a man fish, some fucking dude who lives in a fish tank. You know, he's like got fins and shit. I don't know. And then they showed a side by side of that movie Splash. And it was basically the same thing uh, from, you know, um, 
Again, I'll say it again and I'll say it. I said it once, I'll say it again. Wind River. Watch Wind River. It should have won. I heard that it would have been nominated for Academy Award, but since it was a Harvey Weinstein film, that's why it was a Weinstein Company film. But it's a shame because that performance of Jeremy Renner and that movie was the shit, and that movie was incredible, and it was just great acting, and I, I love the whole thing. Um, so check that out for sure if you can. But yeah, I just it just was like this whole like I'm all for and listen, if you're listening to this podcast, I do not want you thinking for one second if you guys hear shit like that, it's because and I'm literally on the 18th floor. I'm on the 18th floor uh, of this beautiful hotel and you could I mean, I, you hear everything like that siren might as well be in the hallway. Um, if you're listening to this, I am not saying that I'm not for diversity. At all. I'm not saying that. I think everybody should have a fair chance and a fair shake at everything that you can get in this country. Okay? Whether it's making a movie or just any job that you want or making money and being, you know, getting the American dream. I don't give a fuck what race you are. But at some point, when is it like reversed? Where it's like, okay, if this group of people weren't being looked at, now they're going to be. Fuck the group of people that was already being looked at. It's like, just make it like, like don't divide like that. Just make it for everybody, you know? And, and I feel like that's, that's the way it should be presented, and it sure doesn't feel like that. And, I, and in my business, it's definitely not like that. But whatever. It's all good. It just makes you, it just makes you, you know, look, just be good at what you're going to be good at, and what's going to happen is going to happen, you know? What you have to do is you have to just get undeniably good at what you do and, uh, you know, and keep it moving uh, that way. But I just once in my life want to see an award show. I really do. I want to see an award show that doesn't have to talk about, you know, the, the animals aren't treated right. This group is not treated right. Let's do this in Washington. Let's do this here. Let's uh, just one time. Can there not be a movement? Can there not be something? Nobody cares. Nobody's watching going, yeah, unless you say something positive. You know, I like the speeches where they're like, hey, if this could happen to me. You know what sticks out with me? I remember when uh, Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe? Yeah, uh, Gladiator. I remember when he won and he said something along the lines and I still think about his speech today. And he said, like, I remember sitting on the couch watching this, thinking that this was never possible for me. And I could tell you that if it happened to me, it can happen to you and follow your dreams. And that was something really relatable that touched somebody who was like, wow, that's really cool. And I was, I was younger. I mean, when Gladiator came out, I was like, I mean, that was like in the early, I was like 17, 18, whatever it was. And I remember being like, man, that's fucking awesome, you know? And, or, you know, if you want to say something like, hey, you know, there was a terrible hurricane here. Donate to, you know, redcross.com and have something come on the screen. That's all fine. But like to, to put your political views, like people want to get away from that shit. That's what the award show should be. It should be a celebration of the art and making people, oh, I'm appreciative of this performance by this artist, not some other shit. And that's what it's turned into. And it is such a self-important bullshit. Half those people don't give a fuck. You want to know why? Because they're going to get blown in their fucking limos on the way to their fucking mansion up in Hollywood Hills, probably doing cocaine off of their pool table or, you know, all that shit. They don't give a fuck. And they'll be, yeah, wasn't that awesome? All right, yeah, I'll be upstairs at this, in the sex party. See ya. You know, that's all they give a fuck about. 
instead of this self-important bullshit. Oh my God. It's just so stupid. You know, Francis McDormand's like, I got something to say. You know, take, you know, take a meeting with these. I'm not even going to get into it. Whatever. I'm just, it's just. And she was amazing. And she's an amazing actress. And I just don't understand why it just can't be like this is, you know, it's like, oh, and that person wants, well, I can't. What's their speech going to, they're going to say something about what's going on socially that I'm sure is going to be against the grain and make people think. Do you know that Gary Oldman got shit for his fucking, um, Gary Oldman. Who, by the way, Gary Oldman won Best Actor at the Academy Awards. I think it was his first Oscar. This guy is one of the best actors you will ever see, ever. He, I think he played Churchill in uh, The Darkest Hour, which I did not see. But the clips I saw of his acting was just so insane. But, I mean, he was amazing in True Romance. He was amazing in um, – he was in The Professional. He was the bad guy in Air Force One. He's been – he was uh, serious Black in the Harry Potter movies. He's just – I mean, Gary Oldman is so good at everything that he does. And uh, I didn't even realize he was British until recently. But he wins the Academy Award and a lot of people were winning and they were talking about the immigration thing, okay? They were talking about the immigration thing and they were saying, I'm an immigrant, my family's an immigrant and we came here and we did this. And it was basically to tell Trump and the administration, you know, fuck you, we're all immigrants, leave people alone and let people be, okay? Fine. Gary Oldman wins his award, gets up there and he grabs it and he says... America has been amazing to me. I've lived here. It's been my home. It's given me friendships, my livelihood. It's given me my wife. It's given me, he's basically talking about the opportunity that America's given him. And then the last thing he says, and now Oscar. And it was almost like they clapped at the end, but it was almost as if it just seemed, and, and they were showing like, it almost seemed like they were resented the fact that he was talking about America in a positive way. And maybe that's because of the current situation as far as what's going on in Washington and the administration. But this is a guy who just has been here for so long. This art form that he's amazing at gave him this opportunity in this country. And he just said it. And it was like, I don't understand how that could even be frowned upon. It's, it's just like, so what? So if he said that when another person was in office, so then if that speech was four years from now or four years, I just don't understand it. So, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just, I don't fucking, I don't get it, man. I'm, I, I just wish, you know, I just wish that uh, people didn't talk about, and, so, and I'm not even saying, listen, I'm not even saying some of the shit is right, because I'm all for immigrants and shit. Like, you know, you do the right thing here, and, and it would all, like, you know, come here, you know, my grandmother came here. My grandmother came here at uh, 10 years old from Sicily, didn't speak a lick of English. And, you know, so I think everybody's an immigrant, really. I'm not even talking about whether you believe or agree with the political thing. I just don't want to hear it, even if I agree with it. I can honestly say that. If I agree with it, if I agree with what you're saying, you know, I just don't want to hear it when I go, you know. Like, I don't want to hear LeBron James in an interview at halftime sweating and I'm going, LeBron, you got 30 already in the first half. What do you think? He's like, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm thinking good. I just, you know, I just want to say, you know, I think our, uh, you know, I think our, uh, 
you know, uh, nuclear st- uh, plan is just not going to call, you know, I think the debt in the country. I don't want to hear that. I just want to hear you fucking, what do you think you're going to do in the second half, dickhead? So, anyway. Uh, there you go. I just think one day... I want to live in a world where one day you can watch an award show and there's nothing other than the art and the awards instead of people's stupid, biased opinions that half the people love and the other half the people can't stand and it goes back and forth with each side and each party and it's fucking just, it, it's, it's nauseating. Uh, that's how I feel Everybody here in Canada where they can't, they can't fucking relate. I told the crowd that last night. I go, you guys can't relate. You guys got that fucking model as president, this guy and this fucking guy, Trudeau. Says I, you know, I like the guy until I heard him go. Yeah, well, we shouldn't call it mankind. We should call it humankind. And it's kind of like, oh my god, dude. It's just a saying. Like they're not, they're just using it as like. I mean, can it in your mind, can't you just put that they cut human in half and they just eat mankind? Like, they're not trying to say it's not for women. But I, maybe I shouldn't say that because today is International Woman Day. All right? International Woman Day. Uh, whatever the fuck that means. I don't know what that means. But uh, what does that mean? Does that mean I got to be uh, nicer to the women that I already treat nice and respect? Or... I don't know. Tell you tell me. I don't know what international. You know, there's a day for everything. Next week it's International Toddler Day. Just go up and pat a toddler on the head. Tell him good job. Give him a lollipop. You know, pretty soon they're just gonna have a day for everything. It's gonna everything's gonna be a day. You know, yeah. Today's International Blueberry Day. You know, they got Donut Day. They're gonna have Blueberry Day. You know, they're gonna have fucking. Chocolate. Actually, they do. I think they have pizza day. They have chocolate day. They have international taco day. There's always a day. Every, every everybody's got a day. You know. Uh, I don't want. I'm not even cranky. I'm not even in a bad mood. That's the funniest thing. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. I'll tell you guys what I did though. I was sat on a plane, five and a half hours from John F. Kennedy to Phoenix, and uh, I had a bunch of vodkas. And uh, I didn't plan it. Like, I was like, ah, I'm not going to drink on this thing. You know, I was like, I'm just going to sleep. And then I knew I couldn't sleep. And I'm like, what if I have a couple of drinks to sleep? Then I start talking to this guy next to me who was a Cowboys fan. And we start talking. And I'm like, dude, do you mind if I drink? And I joked with the lady. I said, I know it's early. Don't judge me. But I don't have a couple of vodka sodas. And uh, next thing you know, uh, I put on a nice buzz. And then I stopped in Phoenix and I had a spicy Bloody Mary. And then at this point, I'm like, I'm bordering on, like, am I drunk? Maybe I'm just going to sleep this off. And then uh, I had a shitty sleep with a shitty feeling in my stomach. And I landed in uh, Vancouver uh, not feeling great. So <laughs> so today, I feel much better. I feel much better today. Um, and I got to tell you, if you guys haven't been to Vancouver, man, it's really nice. People were asking me, uh, Giannis was actually, Giannis who was who I was talking to today, and he said, what's, what's it like? And I think I could say it's like, um, it's like New York's, I don't know, it's, it's really, it's like big buildings. So it's kind of like a New York City, Chicago, but with a California feel. 
and they do call this like the Los Angeles of uh, Canada because this is where all their movies are shot and made. So like this is like Hollywood is Vancouver in Canada. But there's just like a ton of amazing shops, uh, great places to eat. Uh, I had one of those Japo dogs. And I didn't realize what that was, but it's like famous where like people come, everybody comes and gets one. There are these food trucks and the original one is outside of our hotel and it's called the Japo Dog. And it's like this Japanese hot dog slash sausage that they put on this sick bread and then they put all these different things on them with like different kind of teriyaki sauce and these like, you know, just certain greens and stuff on top, maybe like onions, but it's, it's very different and it has definitely an Asian feel to to it when you eat it um and it was really good and different um but they just and i went to like the original one. i didn't even know i walked out starving and i go i want something quick and i'm like ah fuck it i guess i get one of these street hot dogs and it happened to be like a, a staple here but the malls are insane they got great uh sneaker selections out here shoe selections they have cool um shops clothes shop like like clothing stores that are only in canada you can get cool stuff like that so um, definitely my three favorite places in, um, Canada are Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver. So if you ever get a chance, it's cool. They did the uh, winter Olympics were out here, I think in 2010. And uh, you could see why, because surrounding this city, which is the coolest thing. So like picture like New York or Chicago and there's water here. So like, the, but the water is like right next to the buildings here. Like, it's not like the, the way New York has the highways separating it. It's like, fuck, and you look like you could just come out of an office building, turn right and just dive into water. But, um, the, you, there's also snow capped mountains that surround the whole area. So it's, it's really, really nice, really cool. Um, so I'm, I'm a big, as you know, I'm a big, uh, a big fan of, uh, of Canada. Like I said, Canada is like our cool weed smoking cousin who doesn't always approve of us, but they like they'll never rat us out. Like they live in the apartment next door. And they're just like, yeah, the music's on loud again, but fucking just let them go. I mean, they're, you know, they're just, you know, <laughs> they're they're pretty uh pretty chill, really nice people. And like, it's not a corny cliche. Like when people are like, man, they're nice in the South. They're nice in Canada. This guy said to me, He's like, man, how's your family? How's everything going? And like, you know, when you look at somebody and they ask that and they really give a shit, like he wasn't just, it wasn't just like that passing time where he's like, yeah, how's your family? And his mind's like, yeah, go fuck yourself. He was literally like, how's your, what else is going on in your life? Is everything good? Genuinely caring, genuinely a good person. And I find a lot of that over here, but they, you know, that they're, that's, that's home too. It's just, we don't have time for, you know, in the States, it's a little quicker. Like, yeah, hey, you doing good? All right, you fuck. Uh, all right, let's get into you guys' unacceptables here. Unacceptable. Um, yeah, so my podcast microphone is in some lady's house in Brooklyn, probably. Um, okay. Wait, let me see here. Uh, let's see here. What does this say? I don't fucking know. Sorry, guys, I'm having two conversations. Should have had this up. This hotel is nice, man. I was in a steam room. Uh, I, I was in a steam room, but nobody was in the locker room and nobody was in the steam room and it was just me and it got really hot and felt good. And then I realized, I go, if I drop dead in this joint right now, literally they are not going to find me. I'm going to just be boiled over. Like, you know, 
<laughs> like a hot fucking hot dog that's been sitting too long. Like I just, I, it was kind of scary. Like it's nice when you you think you have this nice luxury and it's private, and then you realize you're like, I wish maybe one other person was here. Okay, let's see here. This one. Okay, this is for VA. VA healthcare unacceptable from William. Here we go. Hi, Paul. I'd like to apologize right off the bat. Uh, because, because although this story is about something absolutely unacceptable, uh, it is kind of boring. Uh, <laughs> next time, William, never start it that way. But I see what you say here, and you say, I am a six-year Navy veteran, spent four of those years on a submarine. Uh, after I got out, uh, I found out I have a heart condition, which landed me on disability and in the VA healthcare system. Well, I know that my grandfather, first of all, thank you for your service, um, William. I, I really appreciate what you do, and I don't know how the fuck you didn't freak out on a, on a submarine for four years because um, I got sick on a catamaran in Hawaii, which lasted two hours. <laughs> all right, that's how much of a pussy I am. I went on a boat where you could drink go snorkeling and it was nothing but leisure and some of the most beautiful scenery ever with my wife and brother two of my favorite people to be with and i was fuck i couldn't get off that thing quick enough all right so i don't know how the fuck you were probably like in situations that were serious for four years um in a metal fucking aspirin uh, for years now, I needed to see a dermatologist for a minor issue I have. The VA does not have their own, so they send you to a private uh, civilian doctor. From the time my consultant was put in to see the doctor, um, I'm sorry, by the time my consultation, not consultant, you dope, uh, was put in to the doctor uh, to the time I actually got the care I needed, it was 13 months um, I spent days of my life on the phone working to complete morons who uh, kept screwing things up over and over and over and did not see a doctor for over a year. Each individual person who tried to help was nice and polite but completely incompetent. Uh, combine that with the horrible system serving our veterans and you get a year-long wait for the care you need. Absolutely unacceptable. Lock these morons in a cage and place them on hold, uh, <laughs> waiting to make, cancel, and reschedule appointments forever. Thanks for the free entertainment, Paul. I look forward to TVE each week, Will. Uh, P.S. I don't think I missed an episode in years, but I do remember hearing about the movie uh, you filmed where you uh, were an MMA fighter. What happened with that? Well, that's available, buddy. You could see it. It's called Blood Circus. They actually changed the name of it, but yeah, it's out. Tom Sizemore's in it. I, um, I play a UFC fighter uh, in a fight to the death against a star. So you get you could guess what happens in that. I believe that that's available on uh, that's available. Where is that? That's on Amazon Prime. I believe it's on um, Vudu. It's on, just you know what you could find out. Um, it's called Blood Circus, and it's yeah, it's like an underground MMA fighting movie that is out. Yeah, they just had the premiere like two months ago on the red carpet, which I couldn't make. Uh, but they did two. They did one in Massachusetts, I think, and one in uh, I mean one in Connecticut and one in New York. I couldn't make them. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Massachusetts and New York. I couldn't make them. But, uh, yes, that movie is there. And thank you so much, uh, William, for the, for the writing in. I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, my, uh, you know, my grandfather died in a VA hospital in the Bronx. 
And, um, you know, our family was convinced that had it been better care than the VA, he probably would have lived longer. But, I mean, you never know. He had emphysema and stuff. But um, I remember a lot of complaining. I was younger. My grandfather passed away in 1993, May 13th, 1993. And uh, I remember a lot of complaining in my family at that time. I was young. I was only, uh, geez, what was I, 10, 11 years old or whatever. And... um, I remember hearing complaints about the nurses. I remember hearing complaints about the doctors. I think my dad said they wanted to do a surgery which would have killed him. And then they realized that he sh- they shouldn't have done the surgery and my dad was against it. And then afterwards he got better for a while. So it was just really fucked up. And um, yeah, it's, it's a shame. The biggest shame of all though with this uh, is that you know, people that fight for our country and these veterans come home and I mean, you would think it would be the best fucking service. You know, these people should be getting like Cleveland Clinic type of fucking, you know what I mean? Sloan Kettering, if you got cancer, Cleveland Clinic, all this stuff and you know, everything like the best of the best. And instead these VA hospitals, uh, from what I'm hearing are no good. I mean, I'm sure some of them do a good job, but it's a shame to hear that. So I think it is unacceptable and no man, that's not boring at all. That's, that's a, I'm, I'm glad we got to talk about that on the show because I think that that's definitely something, uh, important. So let's, uh, moving on here. Uh, I got a strange one here for you, uh, kind of a Tom Cruise um, minority uh, report, kind of advanced, unacceptable. Um, Okay, this is from Sean. My wife, Shannon, is a regular writer... uh, uh, Writer to your unacceptable segment. You know, the baker from... Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, Yes, I do know. Now, please note the lowercase spelling of... That's hilarious. Uh, (laughs) Of your American dominance. That's funny. Uh, Anyway... We'll be going to your show in Vancouver. Nice. Uh, As you know, I am warning you in advance that she will most likely nerd out in a total fangirl kind of way. Uh, She just went and saw Maria Bamford, and while leaving the show, she saw Ari Shafir on the street and just went full retard and waved vigorously, um, making no sounds from her mouth hole. Uh, I guess he kind of just laughed and said, what's happening? When we saw Joe Rogan after the show, she really awkwardly just slowly reached out um, and squeezed his bicep. What the fuck? Me and Joe made eye contact, and I just kind of gave him an apologetic shoulder shrug. The last one has been a source of tremendous amount of... uh, Uh, ribbing as myself and our friends bring it up on the regular uh anyway sorry about the long story just thought you and burr should know that there is going to be a natalie portman lookalike acting like uh warren from (laughs) there's something about mary she's harmless uh just don't touch her baseball uh (laughs) regards and regrets sean well thank you sean uh, I appreciate that, and I know you guys from the Canadian bakery that I always hear about, and I appreciate it. Uh, so no worries. Glad you guys are coming out to the show. Um, so I'm going to have to do – by the way, guys, I'm going to do uh, two parts to this podcast because I'm doing it on an iPhone. So I'm going to finish this unacceptable and then – what are we at, 40 minutes? Actually, you know what? I'm just going to make this a shorter podcast this week, guys. This podcast is probably only going to be about like 45 minutes. Um, 
But, I don't know, you guys got the two parts with Bobby Kelly on the Patreon, which was amazing. It was like two hours we did. There was a 49-minute part and a 59-minute part. That's on Patreon right now. Me and Bobby Kelly got kind of heavy. It's really cool, and I'm going to be doing uh, more from here. Um, as well. But this one, just because of the circumstances, I wanted to get it out. It's going to be um, a little a little shorter. What do we have here? I got to leave here in about... Okay. So here we go. Last one then. I'm just going to do one more here. This is from Max. Subway Unacceptable. Paul, when a boss or supervisor is uh, uh, reprimanding their employees in front of customers, totally unacceptable, uh, in line at the subway, and the manager was holding up a can of Parmesan cheese, shouting, I don't know who did this, repeatedly, and holding it in the face of every employee. Apparently, the can of cheese was placed in the wrong spot. There is a time and place for managers to correct mistakes. Those types of people deserve no respect. Fuck that can of cheese. Uh, you're a manager of a subway. At a small university, not an, offen- not an F- uh, offensive coordinator in the NFL. I was waiting for her to slam the headset on the floor. Unreal. Yeah. Well, look, I hate to say this, and I'm really not saying this to be rude, but like when you have a job where you like, I, I just feel like if you have a job that's like so public like that, um, you people take like people take their positions of power you know like they like it's almost like i guess what i'm trying to say is they like that it was in public like that you're in public you're right there so that person probably felt like hey you know what i'm gonna fucking show everybody in public that i'm running a tight ship here nobody fucks with me it's just like you're using that public job it's like fuck you all right just stop it that, that's, uh, that's enraging. I would be like, you know what? Take that cheese and shove it up your ass. I fucking quit. I'm going to go work for the bus or do something else in this fucking, you know, whatever. Public transportation thing. I'm not, yeah. I don't know. Why'd you get me mad, Max? You know, I was just trying to, you know, end this thing nice. And you just had to <laughs> fucking piss me off. I got to see if this shirt needs to be ironed. I never want to go on stage with a fucking... You know, I probably could iron it. Um, All right, guys. Well, here's the deal. Uh, That's the unacceptables. I know that we're going to talk movies, so I will do this quickly. Uh, A movie I saw is called uh, Hell or High Water. And the reason why is because it reminded me. I I said, like, if you liked Wind River, what would you like? And uh, Chris Pine, and I forgot the other guy's name, damn it. They're bank robbers in Texas, and they do it for a reason, and it was pretty cool, and Jeff Bridges is the one who's trying to get them, and uh, it's kind of clever and cool, and it's, uh, yeah, it's really entertaining. It's called Hell or High Water, and, uh, you know, I guess... It's kind of like an against-the-establishment-against-the-banks type of movie, but in a cool way with a little bit of a twist to it. Um, but I liked it a lot. So if you, you know, I think I think you guys like. I think it's like a 2016 movie called Hell or High Water, and it was on. Was it on Netflix or Vudu? It might have been on Vudu or one of those. But check out Hell or High Water. I really liked it. Uh, acting good. And uh, by the way, Jeff Bridges underrated. Guys and guys, great. The guy's really great. I think. Um, All right, guys, I'm cutting this podcast short. This is going to be a short one this week, um, but that's just because of the circumstances. I want to get you something now instead of late or having to skip it, okay? Um, So check out chassisformen.com. 
uh, uh, no, check out chassisformen.com slash Verzi and get one bottle and then the next bottle half off. Okay? That's the deal. You get one bottle and you get one bottle half off with the promotion. So definitely check that out. It's great. Check out City Living Dog, all things comedy, guys. Um, and I will be home from Canada and you will also be getting more Patreon. So you'll be getting more TVE. All right. Uh, I will talk to you guys soon and uh, powder your balls. Take care.